0: What's up everybody? You're on Money Moves and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, q never cracking pressure, I can't be broke. Sun up to the sun down, map it out down, making the down, it out down, may weather I never lose. I'll be making these What's up everybody? So I've got a favor to ask just right out of the gate as we head into this podcast and I get into Q&A today. And that ask is, I would like any of you guys that consistently listen, I'd like you to jump onto Instagram, hit me up in DM or or shoot me a text message if you've got my cell phone, if you know me personally, email me. It's michael at michaelmunsterman.com. Shoot me an email. Here's the ask. I want to know in the original startup, like the first sequence, what's up, everybody? Your all money moves. I'm Michael Munsterman, and and then here is the subject, the content for today. I want to know if you appreciate the uniformity of the beginning of the episodes, the same intro, the same kind of music. Does it get your mindset? Does it set you up, tee you up? Are you ready? Do you skip over that? Would you like that mixed up a little bit? like to hear different music, like to hear, just have me mix up the format of the podcast. I'm just curious for some feedback on what you like, what you dislike. Um, if you want to take some time and just critique me all the way, I can take it. I'm asking, I'm putting myself out there, I'm dropping the bulletproof vest and saying, okay, shoot at me, I want to hear what you think. I got a message this week in Instagram and and the message was was super simple. It came across and it said, hey, I listen to your podcast. I follow you on Instagram. I have some observations and I have some questions. Observation number one is I I see that you're not posting on Instagram or Facebook nearly as much as you were. Why did you stop doing that? Number two, I listen to your podcast and inside of your podcast, it's Money Moves with Michael Munsterman, but you rarely talk directly about money. And so then... This person went on and asked me an additional question, and this is a question that I'm really gonna answer. It's gonna be the bulk of this podcast today, and And what the question was was this. I wanna own my own company, and I've been listening to your podcast for a while. What's the first step that I should take inside of launching my own company? So I'm gonna just talk to all three of those things, and then I'm gonna jump in, and, and we're gonna talk about like steps to starting your own company if you if you already have your your first company cool listen to it there could be some nuggets in there for you if you're not an entrepreneur if there's like i always 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 suggest that you should listen to stuff that you think this doesn't pertain to me and then at the end of it ask yourself how could i take something from that and make it applicable to me because the fact is is that every single place every single experience every single person you talk to is an opportunity for you to learn me too And just like this, and I just happened upon this message because this wasn't somebody that had permission to DM me and I have to go through and approve any of them that I actually wanna see regularly. And it's a slippery slope. Sometimes I approve people and like they just bombard me and it just never seems to stop and I've gotta shut it off. I just responded back with, listen to the next episode of the podcast, I'll answer your questions. The first question is, why aren't you posting as much on Instagram? I absolutely am getting ready to launch back hard at Instagram. The reason that I pulled away from Instagram a little bit, I pulled away from all social as far as consistent posting, because we've just frankly been in the lab. Like we've just been building, 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 head down days and days, trying to understand the intricacies of tying together big Facebook platform advertising, we, we needed to understand just actually the basics. So the build out from the campaign to the ad set to the individual ads and how to target market, remarket, how to use Facebook's tracking pixel so that when somebody goes to the side, it touches them and it follows them around the internet, how we could set to where the first time you ever get touched by the pixel, it shows you a certain set of videos and then when you come back or when you go to a different website, it shows you another video and it creates this ongoing storyline while you're trudging through the vastness of the internet. And then how could you tie that into Google AdWords and so we had to build out the AdWords campaigns and not only just the the keyword and the search term responses but then also when you go over to youtube and you kick into youtube how do we make a set of videos a series of videos that follow you over into youtube and communicate the same unified message and that is if you want to go from being a entrepreneur a futurepreneur to being an entrepreneur you need to change the way that you think which dovetails pretty directly into the second question which is Why are we talking about making money and why are we talking about mindset so much? Why are we talking about attitude and daily success habits and all of these key things? The reason is because being successful as an entrepreneur isn't coming up with a great business idea. People do that all of the time. The greatest ideas ever are buried in cemeteries all over the U S It's executing and operating inside of your God-given capacity so that you can leverage those skills that you have and that passion that you have for this, for this thing that you want to fix or this product you want to deliver, but then actually getting off of your butt and doing the work. So if somebody says to me, Hey, I've got this really great idea and it's something that I want to take to the marketplace. Step one is do something, anything. It doesn't matter. Just start. And so I got to thinking, okay, well, really if I was going to sit down with somebody and they weren't entirely sure what it is that they wanted to do, they just knew that they were being called to do something for themselves, how would I give them some direction and where would we start? And first, the very first thing you have to do is understand who you are. You have to get very real with yourself and you have to ask yourself, there's a really great book called Rocket Fuel. And it basically splits people into two categories. You're a visionary or you're an implementer. You have the ability to see far out into the future, like you can visualize a company and what it's gonna look like. And and you, you find yourself bombarded with ideas, more ideas than you can execute, more ideas than you should execute. You can't only when you have an idea and you begin to tell somebody about that idea it doesn't just sound like an idea anymore it sounds like this thing that you're actually building that it's happening right now and you tell stories not like they might happen but like they're definitely going to happen and here's this thing and and for people who are close to visionaries a lot of times they consider them blowhards it's like yeah you talk a big game but you never execute on anything and the truth is, is that a visionary, a lot of times will talk about eight or 10 or 12 ideas like this is gonna happen. Here's the opportunity that's presenting itself. This is what we're running at. But then you won't actually see, but maybe one out of 10 come to fruition. And then there's the implementer. The implementer's the breaks. The implementer is the person that says, okay, look, I appreciate what you've got going on. Let's reel it in. And so you need to internally say to yourself, am I a visionary or an implementer? Now, just a little bit of a word of warning. If you said, while I was describing those two personality types, well, I'm both, you're a visionary. I love that you can't argue with me because this is a one-sided conversation, but you just are. Visionaries also are a little bit normally narcissistic. Like we, myself included in this, believe that we're great at everything. Like I loved um, the movie Divergent and immediately when it's over i'm like i'm divergent <laughs> like i'm good at everything but i'm not good at everything i'm just a jack of all trades would be good at everything but i i believe that i have the capacity to sit in and 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 figure out just about anything that i need to give me enough time and i'll i will figure educate myself learn what i need to learn practice and fail and practice and fail and practice and fail until i figure it out Then I have like this relentless ego that just says, Hey, you're a loser until you win. And so that drives me. And and this is typical of a visionary, but a visionary will say, Oh, I could be an implementer and you can for a sprint, but it's not the way you're DNA. You could focus for a short period, but it's not something that you're going to be able to sustain for long periods of time. So let's not deceive ourselves and just be very real. If you said, I'm a visionary, or you said, I'm probably a little bit of both, you're probably a visionary. And if you thought, yeah, no, I don't want to be the front person. I like to make things happen. I like to get things done. I'm a list person. I'm a taskmaster. You're an implementer. And together, those two create rocket fuel. So once you establish that, like, am I a visionary or an implementer? This will help you because it'll serve you in the true step one, and that is you need to based on how you operate internally and based on a couple other factors, how much money do you want to make? Some industries and some positions are more lucrative than others. Based on your own personal skill sets and passions and the things that you're interested in, the things that you love, like, um, for example, you, you are, you're a banker, but your passion isn't isn't banking your passions, golf balls, like not just golf, but specifically like I love, I collect golf balls or I pick golf balls up and I recognize this one's got a higher velocity than this one that like what they did in the divot making process here is X, Y, Z. Like, I know this seems very extreme, but it's very real. There are people that geek out to that sort of level on things you might collect pens. You might be a spoon fanatic. Oh, I recognize that that's a, that that is pure silver. That's a silver set that came from England and it's 150 years old and I could spot that across the room and, and, and like that's your thing, but you might work in retail. Wherever your passion is, wherever it's that thing that pulls at you and it like drags you towards it, that's a really good place to start and look around and say, okay, what's a problem that I could solve? Where is the gap? And this works across anything. You see every single thing that you purchase fills some sort of a void. Whether it's entertainment, whether it's toilet paper, it doesn't matter, if you get on Amazon and buy something, you just, somebody just filled a gap. They recognize that people needed a cheaper watch, so they put $10 watches on Amazon. Somebody realized that people wanna wear luxury watches, so Breitling sells eight, 10, 15, $20,000 watches every single day. Somebody makes blazers that are 1995 and they get whole you know the wholesale of that blazer goes to walmart and 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 or or wherever target where it doesn't matter and then there are custom tailors who recognize that some people need an extreme opposite of that but they take their passion and their skill set and their eye for fabrics and and their eye for human physicality and how to make that look more attractive inside of a suit and so they cut these beautiful five ten fifteen thousand dollar suits all of these people are recognizing that there's a gap and they take the things that they're good at if they if they themselves walked up and they realized man i need to get from here to over there what's the thing that i need oh i need this i'm on foot right now and i need to be driving my gap is i need a vehicle and they have this passion for vehicles and they get a vehicle themselves and it solves a problem i think man if i could just if i could help somebody else with this problem if i could help somebody else get from off their feet to in a vehicle i got that's something that i could do to align myself with my passions well i've never sold cars before where do i start a really great place to start is go sell cars you're that person that has that eye for fabric you have that eye for interior design you just where some people struggle. You walk into their homes and it makes you cringe, but you walk into your home and it's like an oasis. You love decorating. You love making your house just beautiful. You've got all sorts of fake little flowers and plants everywhere, but they look real and it looks like they're growing out of the walls and everything's very balanced. And when you walk in, you can create peace in a room or you can create excitement in another room or you just have this way about you that you understand these things. And you walk into other houses and you think, these people just do not care about style. Or maybe you have a gift. And maybe that person has a gap you bake pies better than anybody else there is a gap for that because there are some people who just absolutely cannot bake but you know what they love pie there are guys who mow lawns this who, who, who does this sound like right did you listen to the Steve Harvey podcast this is all he's saying is you have a gift and there is a gap so this is step one step one is figuring out your gift and figuring out the gap a couple of girls that I've spent a lot of time with here the last couple of months coaching and just chatting with them and getting to know them. And now they're helping me. They're in the business of nutrition and health. And it, it's the lifestyle boutique. Check them out. It's awesome. Awesome. Awesome at what they do. They're very good. They're very knowledgeable. and And I've just really enjoyed working with them. But here's the thing. Those girls have a passion for helping people they have a passion for seeing people evolve into the best version of themselves they have a passion for lifting others up and building them up and making them feel good about themselves and 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 like leading them and guiding them and, and they and they're and they're coaches like they're they're literally crossfit coaches and so they they also are willing to crack that whip when it needs to get hit but their and that's a skill set of theirs but their skill set aligns with their passion and so they're perfect for what they what they're trying to do and what they're creating and the culture that they want to build and the mission statement that they're evolving into it's just it's it's wonderful to be able to watch that evolution happen for these girls and for the clients that they're helping every single day they recognize that there's a gap there's somebody that needs this touch there's somebody out there and i'm going to butcher this but you know their thought process was there's somebody out there that doesn't feel the best about themselves not physically not not in their style not in their lifestyle not in their health not in their wellness not emotionally and physically and so they wanted to create an environment where somebody could work on all of those different things and it's beautiful but what did they do they recognized hey we have this skill set we have this passion and there is this gap So anybody who's standing on the edge of the gap thinking, I just do not know how to get across to over there. They see these girls carrying people across that gap. Hey, we've, we've built a bridge. We built a machine to get you from here to there. From where you want to be from from looking in the mirror wishing you looked the way you wanted to look and feel the way you wanted to feel to if you'll follow us and step where we tell you to step and watch out for that pitfall watch out for that board it's a little weak we're gonna have you step over here eventually we will get you to the other side where when you look in the mirror instead of looking in the mirror and wishing you looked a certain way or wishing you felt a certain way you would look in the mirror and see the version of yourself that you've been imagining in your mind for a long time dressed and feeling exactly The way that you see the best version of yourself like that's really powerful it works in service businesses as well it could like as simple as a plumber not that plumbing is simple but i understand that plumbing just has one rule it all rolls downhill but inside of plumbing there is a need everybody's heard the expression it's a crappy job but somebody's got to do it well the thing is is that that is a gap that people have I have a drain in my house that and it stinks regularly and I recognize that there's this thing that I could go to Lowe's and buy and put on there and I just refuse to do it mostly because I'm not a plumber. And because I feel like it's super easy to pick up the phone and call a plumber and have a plumber come fix it and it's over and it's done and I should have done it but I just haven't. <laughs> but I have a gap. And if somebody would market correctly to my family and my wife, they would get like they would get a phone call. That phone call would result in them coming to my house and fixing this problem. Filling that gap. And all the way like on things that you you wouldn't even think about and so i'm like this is a lot of conversation about filling the gap but i i want to make a lot of examples you're interested in in political policy you're interested in global economics you you recognize that whenever the someone you know a government official in france makes a decision about their economy like increasing their interest rates that it affects the global economy mainly they're made they're the main countries that they trade with, so maybe they trade heavy with India, maybe they trade heavy with Canada, but not the US, then you recognize that when they make that decision, it affects the global economy and currencies shift and change. Well, maybe you are designed for Forex. Maybe you nerd out in an area that could really like is extremely lucrative. Are you really good at math? Do you understand graphs? Can you, can you, you know, apply very stern and strict rules. Do you handle your budget extremely well, large or small? Like that might be something that you should look at for your gift set. Do you have a compassion for children? And do you recognize that you have something that not everybody has, which is an abundance of time? Your heart is for, for young people, but a lot of families have to work on a lot of, a lot of people don't have the peace and and the ability to corral and, and kind of get children to, to work with you and go where they need to go and do what they need to do. And, and you just seem to have that magic touch. Maybe you need to have a daycare like that that's out there. That's low hanging fruit. And, and a, again, a lucrative business if you're good at it. So once you do that, then the next question that you have is simple because there are a lot of things that I'm not what I, every almost every single thing that I just said would fall into one category and I would divide business into two categories. Red ocean and blue ocean. Red ocean means that a lot of people are doing it and it's not a hard system to hack. You can figure it out, you can research and copy, you can find somebody else that's doing it. You can copy a lot of their systems and processes that work. And so inside of this idea that you have, the next step to kind of a step two, once you decide, okay, this isn't an idea that I'm thinking is a good fit for me. The next step is, is it red ocean or blue? So here's the difference inside of red ocean. You're going to have more competition, but you're also going to have a lot more case studies, a lot, a lot more people that you can watch. It's going to be easier to find mentors. You're going to be able to have a conversation where you're going to have the opportunity to follow an, a proven system like franchises live inside of red ocean, but, but they have proven track records that if you invest this much money or if you leverage your house, you want to go borrow some money and get into a franchise, our franchisees, this is the percentage of their success rate and you can hedge your bet a little bit. Blue Ocean is, wow, it's great big and blue and nobody's fighting out here, but there's a big question mark. Are they not fighting out there because there's not a business there to be had or are they not fighting out there because this has never been thought of? Everybody wants to say, well, I've got the next Uber. You probably don't but Uber was found inside a blue ocean. VRBO vacation by owner, like vacation rental by owner VRBO. That was blue ocean, Alibaba, blue ocean, Amazon started in red ocean, but they quickly moved over into blue. And so inside of that conversation, it, it, like this this would need to be an entire another podcast but I guess the point is is that you just have to figure out your step 1 is figuring out and you've heard me talk about this a lot what are your passions what are your skill sets and what's the problem that you want to solve what's the gap that you can help people fill and then beyond that is it red ocean or blue can I is it going to be easy for me to find a mentor is it going to be easy for me to find you know a a franchise a case study some people that i can follow whenever i was getting into the car industry i literally went to about 20 different dealerships as a customer first and then as a buyer second and i was i was blown away by how poor and cheesy and ridiculous salespeople communicated and just how they were so over the top and animated it was this big game and these corny ass lines the same ones again and again, I thought, whoa, you guys are going to be so easy to beat. I don't even need to beat you directly. Like I don't have to come compete across the street from you, but I just know that if I operate from a, p- a place of just normalcy that I will win in this market. When for me is a successful business that lasts for as long as I want it to last until I exit that industry. If I exit the industry and and, and I'll leave something that will, will be some sort of a legacy. Either I can sell it to somebody else that wants to do it or my, my children can step into that industry and do what they want to do with it. But either way, it's the scalable, growable, winning business and, and that's what we've done. And then once you've done that, once you have figured out, here's the business that I want to go into and if it's Red Ocean, that's okay. Here's the research and copying that I need to do. Here's the mentor that I can reach out to, that I can kind of follow in their footsteps. And a great mentor will realize that there's enough business for everyone. You're absolutely not going to put everybody out of business. Like that's just not the way that it happens. If that were the case, then there would be only one restaurant for a good burger. There would be only one steakhouse. There would be only one Chinese place. And that's just not the way that it is. There would be, there would only be one auto manufacturer. Like you, There's, there's more business. If somebody opened a car dealership right next door to me, it would not bother me a bit, not an iota. And so don't think about, well, that's already been thought of. Think about what can I do? What will excite me? What aligns with all these other lessons that I've shared with you inside of the podcast and then go for it. Start taking the steps, take action, get off your butt and move. That's step one. That's the answer to your question. I've got literally half a dozen more lines of notes here. I'll just extend this out into future podcasts, but I'm going to do this a little bit more often because I'm starting to get a steady stream. For all of you that have followed me on social media, um, you'll start to see more and more of that again because we're starting to come out of, the Now where the machine's built and now it's just a matter of plugging, tuning, tweaking, adjusting, searching different demographics and testing and, and test, retest, go back to the lab, wipe the board clean and start it all over and do it all over again. But now is that relentless, okay, I have this why that's going to drive and it's just a new evolution inside of the game. For all of you that's listening, you want to check out the first rendition. It's at M4Nation. That's M, the number four, Nation dot michael munsterman.com love for you to check that out again any you've got my contact information feel free to dm me or pme PM or email me or contact me directly if you've got any insights inputs or thoughts savvy <laughs>